uh, Coach Andrew Hicks. Uh, I'm joined by Coach Dominique Boone, and this is the uh, the first pilot episode for Ballers of the Past. Uh, in this episode, we're just going to kind of do an introduction of, of, of Coach Boone and I and, and kind of where we got our start and, and what we're planning on doing with this podcast to kind of bring some recognition and, and some history to the Mid-State Ballers program. Uh, Coach Dominique and I have been taking our original coaching that we did with the Ballers and turned it into a career, and, and we both uh, credit a, a lot of our success and the stuff that we've done since then, coaching with Mid-State back when we were in college and, and out of college to the current success that we have now. Uh, coach Boone is a, a college coach over in North Carolina now, and I'm coaching here at Shelbyville Central. Um, Dominique, if you, if you want, man, kind of jump on, tell a little bit about your story, um, kind of how you got started with Mid-State and, and kind of how it's led to what you've got going on now. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I feel like Mid-State uh, – Mid-State definitely found me. I didn't find Mid-State. Um, if it wasn't for, for for you, man, I don't even know if I would uh, actually have taken coaching seriously, Andrew. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, de- definitely Mid-State uh, provided uh, myself an avenue just to go out there and experiment and make mistakes and just really get a, a an opportunity to, to – to try to figure things out in every realm and aspect of, of coaching from trying to recruit kids to come play for mid state to organizing, you know, trips and hotels and how the heck we're going to pay for it and, and how we're going to raise money to pay for it. And, and, you know, heck only got 20 bucks to, to feed a kid. How how am I going to get more money for that? Um, No doubt. So, yeah, so no, I definitely uh, – I feel like it was like training for me to do what I'm doing now. And I don't think if it wasn't for the opportunity for Mid-State that uh, that I'd be where I am today. Yeah, I, I definitely completely agree with you on that. It's – when you're in the moment, you know, looking back on all the games that we coached in, you know, one of the, the biggest values that I look back on and, and am so thankful for is just all the in-game coaching experience. Um, that's created by by coaching AAU in general. But whenever you're able to coach in a story program like Mid-State and, and all the success that, that was obviously went on before we were able to to, to be a part and, and were able to hope, you know, continue and, and kind of continue that legacy while we did it, there's no way I would be the coach that, that I am now and have, you know, been blessed to have, you know, success at the high school level without being able to coach in so many games every year with talented kids, obviously. I mean, that was one thing that the Mid-State, the name, the brand, the logo, it, it recruited itself. You know, Jeremy built it up to such a level that when you said the name and, and people saw the logo and saw you were going to these tournaments, kids wanted to be a part of that. That indeed, that indeed. And it was more so far as like, I feel like Mid-State, it automatically attracted the right kids for us if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. I think, you know, obviously we had some extremely talented guys, you know, Scotty and, and Taishwan and JP and those guys that went to play mid to high major ball, Jarvis, the the Delk twins. But we also, our foundation was built on those, those diamonds in the rough, as we like to call them. Uh, the kids from rural West Tennessee over in Lake County or over in, Granger County where Scholar Scholar was, you know, we we kind of like 
found every kid we could by flipping and turning over rocks and talking to people. And, and I think that's one thing that I, I learned from Jeremy more than anything, man, is just yeah. dive into dive into message boards, dive into stats, you know, don't necessarily be so concerned about going to watch a kid play live, but yeah, build relationships with certain people in certain areas and just depend on those relationships. Mm-hmm. And then also too, um, you know, with us being able to, you know, with us coaching, we're, I felt like, we were able to to pull out the best in in kids. So like being able to, you know, have a kid who was sitting on the end of the bench for a shoe company team and then, you know, flip that around for the next summer, he's, you know, balling out for mid state. And then next thing you know, we beat that shoe company team with that kid who was no sitting doubt. on the end of the bench. <laughs> um so being able I, I think being that's... able to just kinda kind of find those diamond in the rough, but also to being able to maximize their, their talent, getting them to see actually how good they actually are. And I think it was just giving them a chance to play, to be honest. Nothing we did. I think it was too. (laughs) I think, I think, you know, we always trusted our evaluations. We always trusted our perception of, of kids, characters and, and, you know, not just on the floor and off the floor. And I think that trust and that loyalty allowed us to, you know, keep kids in the program for, for three years, which in today's age never happens. You know, it, you got kids transferring colleges. They change, you know, AAU teams every other weekend because they're not happy because they aren't playing or they're not doing this. I, I think our honesty up front from the beginning with kids um, was something that they all truly wanted to ha- have. And, and, you know, they they knew we believed in them, but knew that we weren't just going to hand them this or hand them that because – you know, this site ranked him this much or, you know, this evaluation said he was a high major kid or whatever. You know, we trusted our evaluation and we told them straight up what we thought about them and where we thought they could go. And we weren't always right. But I, I think kids, you know, value the fact that we are honest and loyal with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I definitely, um, like you said, if you look look back, look, you know, fast forward to today's, you know, time so far as with, you know, basketball in general, the the loyalty factor um i'm not saying it's gone away but you know kids are more more apt to you know see what else is out there instead of knowing instead of just you know going for what they know and sticking to what they've had and i feel like in mid-state we were able to retain those kids i don't know how, how in the heck we retained those kids but um it just goes to show that you know we were actually doing the right thing if kids were staying Right. And I think, you know, to, to add to that, I think that's why to this day, all the coaches that, that coached with Mid-State throughout the years have such good relationships with former players. Yep. You know, I mean, we we all are super tight and tied and, and connected with all the guys that we coached. And, you know, now they're off and they're married with kids. And it's kind of gone from a player-coach relationship to, to friend level in a lot of aspects. You know, we're – and some of that's too is you know opening doors and and trying to help you know pave the way for 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 kids that maybe wanting to get into coaching, you know kind of like you've had with Caleb th- this past year and even having conversations with kids that are you know I want to get into coaching but I'm not sure if it's what I want to do what do I need to know, uh, I think those relationships that we had with them as players has allowed them to trust that what we're going to tell them as potential colleagues. It's something that they value. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, but yeah, Mid State definitely is a special program that is near and dear to my heart. 
and I'm pretty sure it's near and dear to yours. But uh, let's let's talk about a little bit on how how in the heck did we get involved in this? How do we get roped into this? <laughs> Man, I, I'll never forget. You know, you and I used to have just some some epic trash talk about coaching. You know, little kids teams and and setting up battles. And I, I think we both. You know, we took some some different paths to get into coaching. Um, but I think at the beginning, you know, at, at when it's all said and done, you and I both knew that's what we were going to be doing when when the dust settled. And so, you know, you and I, I remember coaching at that the Eagleville team that summer and just putting those kids through absolute crazy boot camp and exposing <laughs> them to kids and teams that they'd never seen. Um, and just in really enjoying that, and I'll I'll never forget that conversation you and I. He's like, hey man, I got a I got a guy that that I play ball with. He, he runs an AAU program. They're they're pretty legit, um, but I I can maybe you know see if he's needing some help. And just man, it kind of go for. I never I will never forget walking in that gym at Dixon County and <laughs> just seeing kids windmill and warm ups and going between their legs and just I. I you know, you knew that type of that type of athlete and type of player was out there, but to to see it in, with my own eyes, like wow, these this these kids are everywhere. They're so they've got to be unbelievable. I mean, it, I'll just I'll never forget that moment. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, we definitely uh, took I guess kind of different paths. I feel like you knew you wanted to do it. And then I was just kind of like in denial and like, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. I don't. I think you, I think you fought it for a really long yeah. time. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't, what are you talking about? Coaching? Heck no. So, uh, but, uh, but I do appreciate uh, <laughs> you being very patient with me, Andrew, because uh, that 15 and under year that you had, I was not around at all. <laughs> there was de- definitely some times that maybe the the responsibility ball got dropped a, few, uh, a little bit. Yeah, a co- but, just a couple times, man. A couple <laughs> times. We were in college, man. We were in college. But uh, but I mean, at the same time, I, I think I think my from my own personal growth, you know, exposing me to that type of environment and having to, like you said earlier, be so dependent on yourself in a sense. Mm-hmm to all right how are we going to get kids here how are we going to do this how are we going to do that um how's this going to get paid for raising money and, and doing all those things figuring out how to do that stuff and just finding ways to get stuff done whether it was drive to Murfreesboro to pick up kids in Jackson to turn around to drive to Atlanta or you know even have a go to Jackson to pick up kids to come back to Murfreesboro Nashville to have a tournament just getting the job done I, I think Again, that flips back to the the loyalty that we had as a program overall, because all the coaches would do stuff like that, and uh, it it pays it pays off because the kids to this day still value those relationships. And man, those car rides with those kids are some of the greatest times that I ever had. Just <laughs> cutting up and hearing stories and hearing how their high school coaches were and and things like that. And now I'm in that position, and so I hope that some of my kids at some point get to experience those as players that the guys that I coached did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, um, you know, your 15 and under team was, was where it kind of all started uh, for, for you. And uh, you know, let's talk, let's just kind of talk a little bit about just the progression of, 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 I guess us being involved into the program. Cause it kind of like you got, you yeah. really jumped right in. Like you, you immersed your whole entire body in the water like you were baptized <laughs> in the program. <laughs> I did. And, and 
you know, it was, it was kind of exciting because I knew I wanted to be a coach. And, and so having that opportunity and just honestly seeing how talented that group of guys were, were you know, walking in the gym, I was like, I can't screw this up, man. I, I was like, I can't – I'm not going to ever be able to do anything similar to this. And so, you know, Jeremy – the fact that he, Jeremy just basically took me under his wing and, you know, said, hey – you do what you want to do. You have any questions, you let me know. So he kind of let me grow, but he always was there to, to be a, a helping hand and lending and lending me an ear and that type of stuff. And that group is 15s. I mean, they, that core stayed together. They're, those five guys, TJ, DD, Keneal, Cord, Chris McClurkin, they, they stuck together all three years. And, and by the time we were 17s, we kind of added some pieces here and there. And I mean, that's why we were, so good by the time they were 17 yeah um and, and so that was that was exciting and then you know I, I think as jeremy was transitioning out of aau and getting into college working at east mississippi um since he you know took me under his wing i, I think even at the beginning i think he knew how involved i wanted to be in coaching I, I think he wanted to to be able to have somebody he could maybe hand it off to um and I think maybe he was grooming me for that. And then, you know, once you kind of figured out, hey, this is what I want to do, it was great to have, you know, two guys that were just all in and doing whatever it took to to get this thing going and keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, you definitely – you were you were all in. I kind of tiptoed around a little bit. And then um, I feel like after the 15 and under year, because I think we were – I think I feel like the reason why I coached that 15 and under team when you had the 16s was I guess there was nobody else to coach. And I was like, I'll do it. Yeah, I think we were just short on yeah, coaches. Short on coaching. I was like, all right, was... whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh and I think that team right there I... was uh that was a funny team, needless to say, but it was they were great. There was a great bunch and they played hard. But uh, but if you if if you would have told me that that group was going to turn into what they turned into, you know, when they became 17s, I would have been like, Oh man, you're crazy. But, uh, but that allowed the, that, that year at the end, I was like, all right, that was, that was fun, but I really want to see what it's like to really like make this thing pretty good. And that's when I kind of locked in. Yeah. And I think once, once you were locked in and I think that's how we were able to continue what, what Jeremy did, even, as you know, that's the crazy part. As we were coming into it, that's really when all the AAU teams were popping up left and right. Everybody had an AAU team, and everybody was so uncalled. I mean, you had so many teams that claimed shoe contracts. Oh, we're Adidas. Oh, we're Nike. Oh, we're Under Armour. Oh, we're this. Oh, we're that. And we were competing with those guys, non affiliated, even if we were rocking a certain type of gear. Um, and, and I think having us so locked in and just being able to trust the, the process of what is going on, trust our recruiting. We found tons of talented kids and just knocked off shoe company after shoe company all the time. Yep. Yep. For sure. So it, uh, it, it, the growth of it, you know, just us coming in right out of college, you know, in college and committing to the process and just knowing, I, I, and I think a lot of it too, just knowing that that was going to be, what we were going to be doing for the, for, to basically for a living, you know, we didn't know exactly what type of path, you know, I think I wanted to be, I think I knew I wanted to be a high school coach 
at that point, but I never knew if I would actually dump into it and, and like high school coaching or if I wanted to do college. Um, but I, I think knowing that that was going to be our passion of what we wanted to do the rest of our lives definitely kind of created a, a much more of a commitment factor than just something that we did on the side. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I know there was one point um, where I, I, I want to say maybe after the 16th year where I thought that I, that, that I was going to be doing this for a long time, not necessarily coaching basketball, but coaching, mid, coaching mid state. Um, there's a part, there's a part of me that was like, all right, this is something that I could see. We we're going to be doing this for a while. And, uh, and that narrative definitely changed pretty fast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No doubt. No doubt. You jumped in, jumped, you jumped in the water, full full up full steam ahead knowing that's what you're going to do after that so but and I think that's what's always been so so exciting about just being a part of mid-state is just the connection from top to bottom the commitment from the parents the commitment from the kids I think you know if we were to come out and, and all of a sudden say hey we're bringing you know we're bringing this brand back we're bringing the you know what we are back I think people would still want to find a way to help people to be a part of what we stood for because of what was so, so successful and how we operated for so long. Yep. I mean, it was just a, it was like a decade of dominance <laughs> starting in the two, the two thousands. I mean, I, I was trying to put a list together of guys that, to talk to and you type in mid state ballers AU and there's articles on message boards back to 2000. Showman's team no then, like when he first started out, man, they all had a little bit of character. And they all had like this this swagger about them that they were always gonna fight, and they didn't care who in the heck was in the was in the room. And I think that always carried on even after he left with our teams, even though that may not be our personality yeah, that, and our demeanor. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the program kind of took that you know be the dog in, in the gym mindset mentality, and I I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that every time, you know, we played a team that people looked at us and were like, they necessarily feared the name in a sense, but I feel like they always knew what they were going to have to be, have to do in order to play, to win a game against us. They were going to have to fight claw. Like the, the, the name definitely carried a certain type of competitive. Especially within the state Um, for sure. Oh yeah. And, And even, you know, even on the national level in some aspects, when we went down to, yeah. to certain, you know, certain places, it was almost, you know, we always had good showings in Arkansas. You know, we, we had some good showings in Bob Gibbons in, in the North Carolina tournament when that, that was such a big deal when you could play on college campuses. Um, you know, it the Peach State, heck, we got so good at going down and winning stuff at the Peach State that, that he wanted us to come down just to showcase our name in the tournament. So other teams would come down there. Um, And, and I think that just, like you said, it's something that, that he had when he first started, even when you guys were playing against him that carried over until, you know, we shut it down and that was that 2010, 2011. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at 15, basically 15 years of of a, a certain type of mindset that carried with yeah. the program. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Definitely, man. Oh man. So, but uh, but yeah, definitely good good times. It was awesome, right? Helping you know continue on the tradition that was that was built already. And uh, I think we I think we ended it on at the right time.
moving forward, you know, I mean, I, I think our next couple of our first two episodes are going to be, you know, a good time, you know, get, obviously getting Jeremy on here next for the next episode and, and hearing kind of how he developed this thing into what it was. I mean, we, we came in at a good time, but we really, we came in at the top of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, before we got there, you, you've got a, a team that finishes, you know, top four in the nationals when it actually meant something to be in the AAU nationals and, sending kids high major left and right. And, you know, we still had big name guys, but I think we came in right when we were, when, when mid-state was on top of the mountain. Um, so it's going to be cool to, to hear him kind of talk about how he developed and, and recruited kids and went after kids and how it's kind of shaped him in the now. I mean, the, the guy is winning everywhere he goes, you know, he's competing in the national tournament at Eastern Florida State every year. Um, and then to kind of switch it up and then in episode two, you know, get to talk to KD who played, you know, West Tennessee guy that was really talented that Jeremy found and then turn around and getting his coaching career with mid state and then turn it into D one assistant and, and now being the head coach at, at life university. And yes, in Georgia. for sure, man, it'll definitely be, uh, be interesting. It'll be fun. Um, and also to be a, be a chance to go down memory lane with some of the guys. Yeah, and, and I think it's going to be really nice to, you know, a lot of people that, that kind of followed the program and played in the program, once you kind of play, unless you just stuck around and coached, kind of like what, what we did or, or what, you know, KD and, and Shulman did, they only get the, the stories and the the information from that two- or three-year span where they played and were a part of the program. So to have those guys, you know, Jeremy and KD to come on and, and kind of talk about the entire history of the program and, and kind of fill in gaps of where people don't know this or they don't know that. Um, I, I think that'll be great for everybody that was a part of the program at some point to kind of just hear what they were able to, to be a part of. Cause I mean, uh, everybody that's been a part of the program knows we're, we're all like family. I think we could fill, throw a family reunion in Nashville and we probably have two or 300 <laughs> people show up <laughs> and, and you just have guys connected to, through coaching staffs and, and, you know, playing together and guys that went to the same high schools that, I mean, word of mouth, you know, a kid that graduated in 04, you know, and was a big time player, let's say at Clarksville Kenwood. And then five years later, you know, a kid like Didi who's at Kenwood is like, well, I'm going to play at Mid-State because this guy played there. And I think the connection inside the program with all the kids and, you know, word of mouth is, is kind of cool to disconnect all the dots. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So we'll we'll get this thing rolling, man. And and I think it'll be a good time. And I think, I think everybody will enjoy uh, the stories that some of these uh, former players and former coaches have. And then also to be interesting to see you know, how it's helped uh, propel everybody else into the avenues that they decide to go into. Absolutely. And just kind of how they're learning from coaches and being, you know, the former guys that we still talk to, you know, some of their best memories they have in their life, even if they're, you know, five, six years out of high school and college are are (laughs) AAU days and and traveling games (laughs) and tournaments and and stuff like that. So, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll connect and we'll get Shulman on here soon, and you know we can kind of have everybody get that first taste of what it's going to be like talking with ballers of the past, past man. All right, so everybody, stay tuned. Uh, our next two episodes coming up over the next week or so are going to be with uh, program founder Jeremy Shulman, episode one, 
And then episode two will be uh, Coach Kevin Easley, as everybody knows, is KD, who's now the head coach at Life yeah. University. All right, All so right. everybody Shout stay out. tuned. Shout out to Coach Coach Jeremy Showman, a.k.a. J. Dragon, man. Look forward to speaking to that guy. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right. Have a good one, everybody.